Hello and welcome to the Avoiding Broke podcast. So Avoiding Broke is about significantly improving your life via transforming your mindset about money and improving money education. Um, So on this podcast, uh, myself, Jermaine and my wife Leanne will be discussing ways that we can all avoid broke and improve our lives in the process. So Leanne, uh, 12th of July, episode one of the podcast. Um, and a few of the things that I really want to talk about for the, for this week um, include the continuation of furlough um, here in the UK, where the government are, are, are topping up worker wages. Um, obviously, we're seeing something quite similar in the US as well. Um, we've also seen last week a lot of small businesses reopening um, and really important for our local economies as well. Um, the Chancellor, uh, Rishi Sunak, has recently um, discussed and is bringing in a stamp duty break up to 500k. So that's going to reduce the amount of um, fees, basically, that people pay when purchasing property. And also I want to talk about um, what a lot of this might mean for kind of younger listeners as well. Uh, I think there's just lots of stuff that when I just look at the, when I look at the economy more broadly, lots of different things seem to be happening that I think could just have real implications for domestic budgets and households and people so um how does that sound it sounds great to me all right so then let's think then about um furlough and i mean how you kind of how are you thinking about it so with furlough i think about it obviously i think it's when it was first announced i thought it was a great thing um for for the economy for people for people keeping their jobs and actually during giving some comfort actually during this time in a world of uncertainty to know that you were going to get 80% of your wages for a period of time sounded great to me. Um, what I'm thinking about now, though, is what happens when it ends in October. Mm. Because before, when it first started, it was great because it was, something was happening, it was in place. Now I'm thinking about, okay, what happens in October? And I think that's where we need to start thinking about now what happens at that point because October seems like it's quite far away but actually as we all know time moves quite quickly much faster than we actually realize and so I think that's where people's focus should be I think that's a key point and I mean October is when the scheme ends yeah um but there's going to be like a kind of tapered rolling off Mm -hmm. right so I mean if if when you say people's focus should be on October like what should they be focusing on what kind of questions I mean, like with with that real kind of avoiding broke kind of mindset, um, you know, where we talk about making sure we understand our proximity to broke, we really understand our income, we really understand our expenses, we, you know, we really critique that kind of those fundamentals. What kind of things do you think people should be thinking about? I think one of the things you've hit the nail on the head there, which is how close you are to broke, because at the minute you get eighty percent of your salary, which you've probably learned to live on during this period, because it may have been a while for you. But actually thinking about, okay, so how long could I survive without any wages? Do I have any savings? How much How much do I have in savings? What would I do actually if I didn't have a job in October? How long could I survive for? I think they're really important questions because the answers to those questions can actually, if you think about it the right way, be quite motivating because you may have a job in October, you may not have a job in October, but you can start now preparing yourself for both of those eventualities. You mm. get your job back in October, but actually you may think, I can live off 80% of my salary, so what am I going to do with the other 20% when I get it? Or if you don't have a job, you're thinking, right, so now I need to start looking for a job. What does? Mm. And so how long may I have to, to cover myself before I find that job? I think that's a good point, right? And 
the way I'm probably I'm maybe a bit more naturally pessimistic than you. Um, the the way I'd be thinking about this right is I think anyone who's on furlough right now needs to really get hustling. So, all right, uh, about a th- about three weeks ago, there was a, a publicly published and available list of all the companies who took bailout money. Right, for me, that's a a decent indicator of the state those companies are in because they don't think they can continue without government help. Um, I saw some stats and, you know, hopefully kind of reasonably up to date, again, publicly available. That say we've got 9 million people, above 9 million people on furlough and a million businesses who are getting some kind of support. I'd want to know if my business is on that list. I'm pretty sure that's, again, publicly available. And if you're on furlough, then you know your business is going to be on the list, right? If you're in that position... That is now is the time to at least be really clear and say and, and, and kind of and try and weave the picture together. If you're on that list and you couldn't survive before and, and you haven't got the certainty about the bounce back. You don't want to necessarily think the worst, but you've got to be protecting yourself to make sure you don't get any unwanted surprises. Because loads of us have got families, we've got commitments and... Frankly, for a lot of us, lockdown has been pretty stressful in and of itself. And you've still got the big question mark over whether or not you're going to be going back. So I think I'd be looking to try and establish the facts and really understand what's going on. Um, And the other point I just drop in is about some kind of like additional training. I remember seeing this awesome article like a little while ago, maybe like a month and a half, about a, a BA pilot who um who wasn't flying at the time obviously and so he was he then became a Tesco delivery driver. I don't know if you need to have any kind of special permit for the driving, but at least to go through and to go and get an additional skill, um you might go and get like a whatever it may be. You know, if you need to get a skill to be a delivery driver as a qualification to be a delivery driver or to drive um like say private private carriages, whatever it is, if you're if you've got time now I'd be hustling. That's true. You, I think you made a good point as well about the gig economy is there too. So What's the gig economy? The gig economy is being things like an Uber driver or an Uber Eats driver, mm. those kind of things. You sign up to a platform and you you work there. Um, so I think there are opportunities to do that as well while you're on furlough or even if you you unfortunately do not have a job to go back to mm. when your business opens, if it does, then there are other things that you can do with your time. Like you said, you can retrain. If you if you have a driving licence, I think you become an Uber driver or an Uber Eats driver. Um, I think you need... There are some checks that they do, obviously, but there are so many people out there doing it. The um, You can go out and do that. Um, but I think also you mentioned a good point about training. There are so many free courses out there as well mm-hmm. that you can do. There are the platforms like Udemy yeah, yeah. where you can go and you can train to do something. This is, I guess, a good time to actually really think about what you want to do. You may love your job. You may not. There may be something else that you thought, oh, do you know what? I'd love to give that a go. Now is the time when you may be able to do that. Yeah. I, look, I th- my gut feel, gut feel only, is the ch- the time to experiment may have been earlier. The minute you go on, I think you experiment then. If the scheme... Oh, look, again, I'm naturally pessimistic, right? So I hold my hands up. 
I think if the if what we're seeing right for anybody, if the scheme looks like um, it it rolls up fully in October, but you've got this kind of tapered um, increase in contributions from the employers, for me, you grind now. Yes. It's like I mean I'm not even on the fence on this one. You grind now. You know you can go and Amazon offer free courses. Google offer free courses. I don't think it's just about doing what you enjoy. I think it's about doing stuff that's going to be useful, stuff that you know that's going to be transferable. Um, you know, there used to be a time where I think taking on, say, driving jobs, I've met loads of Uber drivers who do that as their second job just to like pay for a holiday or whatever it may be. Now, that's like viable. You need income to pay your bills. Make sure you go, you know, have have that as an option. I think that's the reality, because for most of us, when we look at when we break down our money, you look at what your income is and you look at what your expenses. For most of us, income is one line. Expenses. Expenses can be a lot of lines. It can be a lot of lines. And I think that's a really good point. I'm so pleased you brought up expenses, actually, because I think half the time we don't know what our expenses are. We know what our income is because if we have a salary. Mm. lots of people work they have salaries you know like you said you know exactly what that is expenses half of us don't even know what comes out of our bank account on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and I think it's so easy to to spend now that you can do all your internet shopping you can buy things with one click Crazy. Yeah. you can do so much um that we just don't know so I think actually sitting down and thinking what are my core expenses? What do I need to pay every single month that keeps a roof over my head, that heats my house, that feeds me and my family? 100%. Those core expenses that actually you really need to pay and then what else is discretionary? And you're going to have discretionary things that you you have on, say, like a, a contract or something like that that you pay monthly. For example, magazine subscriptions, a cleaner, that kind of stuff. But then you may have other things that are just random spending and that's what you need to get a handle on. What what are those expenses, your non-core expenses? I completely am with you on that. And I think that, I mean, that for me, the the key points that I take from this, right, is a lot of time has passed and um, furlough has been a really, it's been such a, it's a super important thing, obviously, for the country. Um, and it's been, I think, a brilliant thing in terms of helping just to alleviate some of that pressure. I think that's one of the points I took from you. Helping to alleviate that pressure on these decent, hardworking people who found themselves in this really unfortunate situation where they simply can't go out and earn a living. Um, but time is ticking. We already know that the, that the support of the scheme is going to be ending. There are some big question marks over which businesses are going to continue to be, to be, to be in business. Um, and for anybody who's out there thinking about avoiding broke, you know, it's hustling to find other opportunities um, for, to, to earn income. It's taking advantage of free, really good quality training. We mentioned a few places. You said Udemy. I know Amazon um, do some things in the tech space. Google do some things in the marketing space. It may not be exactly right for people, but, you know, everyone can go and figure it out. And frankly, you can do a lot worse than sit down and watch good stuff on YouTube. Yeah, most right? definitely. On my weekends, I sit down and watch YouTube most days. So there's plenty of good free stuff out there, right? Um, and get a grip on your expenses, what you're saying as well. Yeah. Because it sounded like you're saying there's a good chance that there's a lot of potential leaks, a lot of potential expenditure that actually if we can kind of cut it out a little bit, it just takes a bit of pressure off. Definitely. Yeah? Yep. Okay, cool. So, look, really makes sense. Um, so look, just take taking that kind of similar theme, right? 
is we saw the opening up of um, some more some more businesses in the UK. It's pretty cool, including hairdressers. It was the scenes in the hairdress hairdressers, pubs, um, restaurants have been the three things that I've just been focusing on because it's been it's been it's been amazing. Um, and it's the stuff that actually on work calls that's what I'm hearing about most frequently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just tell me, kind of just 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 what are your thoughts there. So. Um... What are my thoughts on that? Firstly, I'm just really pleased that we have got to a position where those those um, small businesses can open. Because I think for a lot of those small businesses, it's their life. They put so much um, energy and hard work and it's kind of like a part of that person when you have a small business. So to be able to get out there again and do those kind of things, I think is is just great. I'm so happy for those people that they're able to, to get out there and actually open again. Um, I'm... And I think um, it's great actually that people are going out there and supporting those businesses because I think that's what that's what you need. It's okay for the businesses to open, but you actually need people to go there and use them and to use the services. So that I'm just so happy, like you said, you've seen the scenes in the pubs and the restaurants and things like that. I'm happy that people are going out and doing yeah. that. While taking the precautions that we all need to take, I think that's a, a given in all of this. 100%. Um, look, I, I'm 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 with you on it. I think it's I think it's an awesome thing. The as much as and it it brings together it it brings up this kind of really interesting point for me about um how you define your economy, right? So you can look at the economy on a really big scale. You can do that. Um, I've seen an advert before. Where you talk about your personal economy. So like, if you look at your household, there is stuff that you do. Um, but then you've also got like your local economy and right you've got lots of local businesses services and the crazy thing is a lot of when you walk out of your front door and you look left and right and across the street a lot of those people there are employed by local businesses um that all need local trade in order to keep operating um i think there's a really important fine balance because obviously everybody's in a similar boat but i'm a big big fan of um of where we can spend locally yes We've had some great local like deliveries, um, and service services that that we've we've been happy to use a lot more. Obviously, you've had brilliant service during the lockdown. Most definitely. Um, but also, you know, importantly, you're keeping roofs overheads and food on people's tables, right? Yeah, you really are, and um. Yeah. So the one of the other things actually that I wanted to um mention, which I was. It's a, you maybe you tell me a bit more about it. Is the um the 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 voucher scheme in the restaurants right? So what's one of the things that we've seen in the whole opening up of the economy is that we've got like is it on Monday? It's something like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something yes. like this, where yes. you get fifty percent off up to ten pounds or something like this, yeah. but not on booze. So thoughts? So, I really like this scheme actually. I think it's actually very clever. So you get like you said fifty percent off Monday to Wednesday up to ten pounds per person. It is. Um, so I think what they've realised is, yes, it's great opening up restaurants and things like that, but a lot of people have actually got used to being at home. You're used to being at home, you're used to cooking every night, you're not going out to restaurants, you've kind of got out of the habit. And I find that we as a people, we quite like a bargain, we quite like a deal, and we're more likely to do something if we feel like we're getting a deal. So with the the with the scheme where you get the money off in the restaurants, I think a lot of people would be more likely to go. It always makes me think of a time when I had a £25 off voucher for a shop 
And I went there and I think I ended up spending about £100 in the shop because I had this £25 voucher. But I never, so I ended up spending £75 of my own money. I never would have gone to that shop and spent £75 without that voucher. So I think the government are very clever and that's what they're trying right. to do. So you're saying, you're, so I don't, it sounds like you're bashing the government. They're saying beware <laughs> false economy. Right. Not at all. I'm saying that people, it's doing something that we, we would have done and we would have carried on doing if there wasn't lockdown. People go out and yeah. eat and drink. Whereas we've got out of the habit of doing it and it's an encouragement to say, get back out there and do the things that you enjoy. 100%. And I, and I, I think it's a brilliant idea. And you know, one of the things um, that is really important during this whole lockdown period is mental health. Yes. And so we, you know, we, we know people who have struggled with mental health outside of lockdown, during lockdown mental health challenges. And, you know, frankly, even if you don't think of yourself as kind of being on a, a more extreme end of a scale, frankly, just being indoors has taken its toll on a lot of us. Yeah. And one thing that I personally love is the opportunity for now people who may not ordinarily be able to afford to do it to actually go out and be in a, just a different environment altogether, um, sit in a garden, get a nice meal, chill out, because I think the mental health benefits of doing something like that is crucial. And ultimately, right, in my mind, once your mental state is grounded and feeling solid, a lot can happen. But there's once there's an element of mental pressure that you haven't quite alleviated, it's quite challenging to get into your rhythm. I think that's so true. You know? I really, really do. And I think it's actually, like, like we've been saying, one of the great things about having your, your local businesses open again. Because I think we all miss those interactions with people when you go to your local greengrocers and you have a chat with somebody while you're waiting in the queue. You, the biggest example, actually, you go to the hairdressers mm. and that's a great time to talk to somebody and just offload talk about anything hmm. we may we don't we may not have those interactions when you're in lockdown yeah if, if we're not 100%. if things aren't open if you're not speaking to people yes of course you can call your friends or your family you can speak to them but that's not the same interactions that we're talking about completely here. completely i remember so when well when this is just like a, a week and a half ago right so our favorite burger place where they know they know us <laughs> by name bespoke order we had not been there, obviously, in months. Yeah. I had the same, like, fun anticipation when I called them to place the order. And then they ask, oh, is that? And then when I went in and you have, this, you have the conversation, it's like, you never left. How are you? How's the family? You can't, you can't put a price on that. I loved no. it. So I'm all for it. Me too. Um, really happy. I think there's always a balance to strike. And, you know, I don't want to kind of go counter to what we said about the importance of of getting your numbers in check. But I think this is, for me, is about the balance that we have as people. You know, we should be very clear about the challenges that all of us, assume everybody, has faced mental challenges, you know, to just and that they've got their own things to overcome as a result of this lockdown period. And having that change of scenery and being able to do something kind of vaguely normal, like go for a meal, um, I think is going to be great. Um, so yeah, um, I can't wait to go to, to, to go and eat out hopefully tomorrow. So that'll be good. <laughs> Me too. Um, good. <laughs> All right. So one thing then, I mean, just before, um, we, we maybe wrap up for today is just to think about what all of this really means for, 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 for me, for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So just for, just, just to frame it then, 
you know, when we when the whole lockdown started, obviously you had anyone who was classed as vulnerable, which included some people over a certain age. Um, I think it was a, a, a compulsory 12-week lockdown. I, I believe that's what it was. Um, so that had been challenging enough, challenging in itself enough. For younger generations, I mean, look, schools have closed, universities closed. I don't, I don't even know who's been doing exams and who hasn't. If any exams are going ahead, I haven't got a clue. Something's going to be delivered online only or primarily online. And what about if you're finishing up and you're looking to try and get a job? We've just covered some of the challenges with the job market. I mean, what are your thoughts? My thoughts I think, I don't want to sound like you, the pessimist here, but I think it's going to be tough. I do think it's going to be tough because you have people coming out of education now. If you're leaving school or university, now's about the time when you're, when you're leaving, it's July. And you think people are looking for jobs. But there's so much uncertainty at the minute around, like we said, what businesses are going to be opening again, what the actual impact of this lockdown is actually going to be. Are people going to be spending? We're still trying to work out a lot of stuff. Hmm. So is that a time when lots of businesses are going to be hiring? Maybe not. You think you will get some? Look, I've got to make this glass a little bit fuller here because <laughs> I think, look, you're pretty experienced in this, right? So... What give me a sense of some of the tactics that that you could use? I mean, we've got nieces and nephews who are of that kind of age, in different positions, but of that kind of age. What are some of the things that you'd be recommending they do um, to really start giving themselves that that better foundation? What What do you reckon? I would say one of the big things is try and get experience, and that is even if you volunteer in mm-hmm. somewhere where you want to work, if you want to work in a particular industry, try and get experience in that industry. Um, I think that is invaluable. You may have to do it for free. And I think that's absolutely fine because what you're gaining from that is contacts and learning and stuff that you can put on your CV. When you go and have interviews, you can talk about experiences that you've actually had. So I think that is one of biggest things that you can do I remember when I left university I didn't have a job and I called around so many accountancy firms offering my services for free and I went and worked an accountant for a while before I got my my current job Mm. and that experience was great because you're you're working hard for it it's an achievement when you actually get it that's what that's probably my biggest thing is if you don't have a job coming out of university or school or wherever you are and you have even an, an idea about where you want to work, try and get some experience. 100%. Um, so look, some things I'd, I'd just add in there then. Uh, for me, one of the biggest things is about your education as well. So if you're in a position now where you are, you have got time potentially because you might have been doing some homeschooling or, you're, or you might just be going into your holidays now, mm-hmm. education is going to be crucial. And like we were saying before, there is great education available on YouTube. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I think it's a phenomenal platform. And there are other places as well. But it's just so important to have the right mindset about learning. Because when, that com- when the competition is there and jobs are more scarce, you know, it's so much more important to be able to show the extra, the extra de- the, the degree to which you've applied yourself. I think your point about volunteering is brilliant. I think getting an education, and I would add getting a mentor of some sort. Yeah. For me, mentorship is, it can, it can exist in many different shapes and forms. 
and many people can be available and you don't have to have any special standing in order to be able to be a quality mentor because you can get mentoring for different purposes. Um, but the, the resilience and the mindset that I think younger people are going to need to have now when they're right at the start of their career, I think it's just that little bit different because they, they may have to fight a little bit more. Yeah. And, they, and that, that resilience is super important. That's so true. And having somebody to bounce ideas off, to help you, to guide you, and also to keep you accountable for things. So if you speak to a mentor and they say, these are a few things that you should do, hmm. you're probably more likely to do them if you know you're going to speak to that person in a week or something and they're going to say, have you done these things? Yeah. So I would say there are so many benefits to having a mentor. And I think you're right. It doesn't even have to be somebody who works in the same industry that you want to get into, does a similar job to what you want to do. It, like you say, it can be anyone. Because some of the skills that they can help you identify and to guide you through things are transferable across industries and jobs and whatever you want to do. Things about mind, like you said, mindset, resilience, work ethic, um, and just actually being a decent employee. They're, they're things that anyone can teach you. 100%. And I think one important um, skill that everybody who's kind of going into the world of work needs to look at now is reaching out. Like, don't be afraid. It's in my feeling, gut feeling only, is it's become a little bit less common for people just to randomly pick up the phone or randomly write a letter. I mean, I don't even know if our only of our nieces or nephews even know what a letter is. But it's it's become a bit less common to actually do that and just look and say, I'm really interested in doing this thing. I wonder if you'd be willing to allow me just to come and just have an, have an experience with you. I think all of that needs to be, we, we need to dust that rule book off. And we need to actually um, be willing to go out and make that engagement. We need to go out and communicate, do it genuinely, sincerely, and put that grind in. Um, it's, it's, it's funny, right? No matter which thing we're talking about, I'm talking a lot about this grind, this kind of work mm -hmm. ethic. Um, it, it feels a bit like that, you know. Yeah. It feels a bit for me like, like what we're talking about. And maybe it's this very kind of, this point in time, maybe it's a little bit of the kind of spirit that we have. But that work ethic, it really needs to kind of shine through now. I think so. I, I completely agree. It could be the time, it, it may not be, but whatever it is, I think you're right. Everything we're talking about, it's you are taking control of what you are doing. 100%. That's the also way of putting it. And I think that is going to be so crucial it will, to get us through the situation that we're in at present, but also kind of really building that foundation for the future. Because whatever situation you're in, we're all looking to try to build something that is going to improve the 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 the, the way in which we we live the lives that we have, um, improves different aspects of the lives that we have, um, and the point that you've just made about taking control for it, uh, taking control of it, um, and really having that work ethic underpin what you do, having that good attitude, um, being willing to put in the extra hours if you need to. Um, being able to work to improve yourself on a consistent basis, getting that good education, connecting with good people, um, looking after your local economy and your local society. All of these things, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to, for me, is going to help put us in a much better place. And when you look at what Avoiding Broke is all about, that's how you start building foundations. Yes. Because from those foundations, you can grow. 
Yeah, I think all the things we're talking about, they're great fundamentals that you put in place to grow from. Awesome. So, look, I think that's been a great podcast. Um, really, really interesting points that you've made. And I, I really look forward to recording our next one next week, you know, getting a, having a look and seeing um, what happens um, out there in the wide world, what happens in our life, and um, trying to bring more value to everybody with some of our thoughts, ideas, opinions, and uh, tactics to kind of weather the storm. I look forward to it as well. Awesome stuff. All right, guys. Well, look, thanks very much for listening. This has been um, the very first episode of the Avoiding Broke podcast. It's the 12th of July. Uh, I'm Jermaine. I'm Leanne. And it's been our absolute pleasure. I um, wish you an awesome week ahead and all the very best. listening we really hope you enjoyed that episode we'd love to hear from you especially any feedback that you have so please do get in touch the easiest way is on linkedin instagram facebook or on twitter and guys the the ideas that we cover in this podcast um, are, are based on fundamentals that we've been spending time on and covering a book called avoiding broke uh, which is available on amazon and crucially for us we are continuously learning Um, So please, as Leanne says, do send your feedback in. Uh, Share with us any ideas that you have, any comments, questions, and we would love for you to be part of this great journey that we're on um, to improve our financial education and improve our financial life.